You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Laugh Button Podcast here on Ridecast, Ridecast.com. I am Matt Kleinschmidt, your editor-in-chief of the Laugh Button, and uh, also the only man rolling solo on this podcast today. Uh, Bram, our, uh, my uh, my usual partner in crime from MetalInsider.net, he, uh, he fell ill, he got sick, and uh, he's not in the office today, so it's totally fine, because I have so many updates for you guys going on this week. We are knee-deep in... A ton of stuff on the site, a ton of stuff going on in our offices. So, uh, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Basically, this week, have an incredible guest. Uh, her name is Katie Goodman. Katie Goodman is a writer. She's a comedian. She's an improv. She's a theater actress. She's all this kind of stuff that you, uh, you know, that kind of goes along with like basically the trade of performing arts. And uh, she just released a new album called Halfway Closer to Dead. And basically, the album is about her being a total badass. A lot of the songs kind of have a, uh, a fun feminist vibe to them. They have a fun uh, comedy vibe to them. I actually said to her, "You remind me of a female version of Tim Minchin." She's actually she liked that that comparison. It's an incredible conversation we talked for about an hour about politics feminism comedy how it all kind of overlaps and how it all kind of works post-trump the time that we live in we talk about obama and all that kind of stuff and kind of how it all works to her music and her comedy it's actually a really really great conversation and uh, i think it's kind of fitting that it comes on international women's day by the time you guys are listening to the podcast it'll be the day after that so super excited to have her on the podcast as far as some other house cleaning updates we're at South by Southwest this upcoming week. We're going to be all over the place doing all hitting all the comedy programming. And there's programming from Comedy Central down there. There's programming from True TV down there. CISO's down there. The Laugh Button's down there. Above Average is down there. UCB is down there. Basically, everyone you can think of is going to be in Austin, Texas in the next uh, couple days doing some incredible things. But I want to tell you about our showcase. We are doing a showcase Tuesday night at 8 p.m. The Laugh Button Live. We're teaming up with the folks at Gotham Comedy Club, Nate Bargatze, Robert Kelly, Rich Voss. Mark Norman, Ian Edwards, a surprise super secret headliner we cannot announce, and Lisa Traeger's hosting the whole thing. It's going to be an incredible night, 8 p.m. Uh, on the 14th. If you have a South by Southwest badge, feel free to show up. Tell them I sent you. I'll be there, so you can actually say hi to me if you want to do that, too. Also, we're going to be down there with, uh, since we're going down with Bobby Kelly, our buddy from the Ridecast Network, we actually, uh, he's putting together a live YKWD podcast taping at this festival, so he's going to be doing a taping earlier in the afternoon. He's going to have Tim Dillon on there. Al Madrigal's doing it. Voss is doing it. Lisa Traeger's doing it. So that's going to be a good time, too. So we're going to be hanging out with Bobby the whole time while we're down there. It's going to be super awesome, super incredible stuff. I'm sure we'll have the whole recap. Some comedians lined up. Uh, definitely going to talk to some favorites going to have some roundtable conversations some great stuff planned for you so super excited about hitting south by southwest this year it's festival season it's awesome so exciting great stuff going on so i mean i don't want to burden down your time because i'm busy you're busy we have a great interview with katie goodman coming up so we're gonna head we're gonna duck out of the news a little bit early today we're actually going to jump right into this interview with katie here's katie goodman Welcome back to the Left One Podcast. I'm your editor-in-chief, Matt Kleinschmidt, and with me today, I have Katie Goodman. Hello. Hello. How Hello. are you? I'm good. Good. Good, 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 good. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm glad you're here because I think, uh, well, I actually, 
I've kind of only known you as one thing, and then I took like a deeper dive into you. I'm like, holy shit, there's so much stuff going on here. So I like, want to know what the one thing was. <laughs> the one thing was, uh, this is going to sound weird. This is going to sound weird. I, I kind of always thought of you in my head since I, for some reason, and I apologize in advance, I kind of always thought thought of you as a female version of Tim Minchin. Oh, which thank is, you. I, it's a huge compliment. I'll take <laughs> but, it. But at the same time, like, I feel like it's a little, it's a little like, okay, just easily categorized. I see what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was yeah. just like, shit, I don't know if I should say this to her not to offend her in any way no 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 so i took the deeper dive you know know, well i first saw you from uh your first album which is you on top of a piano in a dress (laughs) looking fucking shit it was awesome (laughs) and i was like who is this i gotta do some research so so, uh that's kind of how i first got got to know you and then the second album I'm back on top of a piano piano (laughs) in leather with a sword looking ready to like house somebody. So I was just like, I was like, all right, we got a theme here too. So, uh, so yeah. (laughs) How did you come upon like sitting on top of pianos? (laughs) I don't normally do that in my show though because you can't play very easily. No, I can't. Although that would be a trick, like playing upside down and from above or backwards. Hey, you know what? They play guitars behind their backs. Why not? That's right. Yeah. I'm going to try that. I wonder if you can make oh that happen. <laughs> Just gonna, and people, to. when you go to travel to big, beautiful theaters with giant, gorgeous, black, you know, Steinway pianos, they yeah. don't really like you on top of their pianos. Oh, I can only yeah. imagine. Yeah, so, I can only yeah, imagine. That's not a good, that's not a good plan. All right. Fuck okay. that. Let's start over. <laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. It's totally, listen, stream of conscious. We're going wherever this, this interview goes. That's how this works. Uh, no take backsies, I guess. <laughs> so, so the new album is called Halfway Closer to Dead. Yes. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> I guess is the first question so I have. So <laughs> the song on there is about, there was just this sort of time in my life about um, a year ago, I started this hashtag for actresses called okay. Say Your Age. And okay. it was just like, come on, let's just all fucking say our age. Yeah. And then it will normalize <laughs> what all these ages look like, you know, and... And it's also, I just started feeling kind of more bad. I'm 48. I wrote that when I was 47. Mm-hmm. And uh, as Karma would have it three days later, I got my first part as a 50-year-old. Okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, my manager did not love that move. But um, what I loved about, what I love about this mm-hmm. age is you kind of give less of a shit <laughs> all yes, the time. Yes, yes. And you're less competitive and you kind of know what your voice is by now. I know what I want to say. I know what I don't want to say. Um and also like what you're saying, you know, you don't have to be pigeonholed. You can, yeah. you have your, ugh, I hate all these words, but you have your brand, but then you get to do kind of what, okay, right now. So like, you know, a week ago I was, or two weeks ago I was sick in bed and like everyone was in January and February. Yeah. And I wrote a song called, um, I've got a bad case of the Trump. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of a little bit different from other things I've done. And it was just about everybody. I wonder being, what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> everybody being sick because yeah. of, you know, going through all this. And so it was just like, you can kind of just write whatever you want, whenever you want yeah. at a certain point, you're not trying to prove yourself. all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I noticed that as, I mean, I'm 37. Yes. I'm almost 40. I just got married recently. Oh, congratulations. And, uh, and there's just some things you just don't give a shit about at 37 that you right. did at 25. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just, it's like, I got Maybe 25 year olds say that too about what they don't. <laughs> give a shit about when they're 18 I'm sure, hopefully hopefully <laughs> i mean that's the goal right yeah, yeah, that we're all kind of, yeah. you grow and you evolve yes, and exactly. you do some other stuff yeah, too yeah. So. <laughs> so so yeah i i totally get that and, and it's funny because like 
when you grow up, there's certain things that are just so important to you. Like I, yeah. for some reason, had it in my head. I'm like, I'm going to check off and I'm I'm going to die by the time I'm 30. No idea why. <laughs> it was just meant this idea I had in my head of just like, I don't know, I'm going to live this reckless life. Yeah. It wasn't a reckless life. I don't know wh- where I got in my head. I was, I was the most vanilla person you've ever met in your, li- in your life. But I just had that in my head. And now like when I'm like 30, so I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Like, yeah. I'm a dumbass. And I would say this stuff to my parents. They would just look at me like I was a dumbass. <laughs> and I like how you evolve and you grow. And But I also You had this like rock image of what that means to die young, yeah, right? Yeah, well, because I was a dumb James punk Dean rock kid. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's awesome, you know. YOLO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the kids to stay would use the phrase yes. YOLO. <laughs> the kid, hashtag hashtag YOLO. YOLO. Let's do it. Cool. So my fourteen-year-old's uh, like cringing listening to this. Right? <laughs> probably. And that's actually something I, uh, I I didn't realize you were a parent until I listened to, I to the record. Fourteen-year-old. Yeah. Yes. Is is a girl boy? It's a boy. Driving you nuts? He's, no, he's amazing. Really? He drove me nuts for 13 and a half years. Okay. And now it's awesome. I just, I like um, how smart teenagers are. I've okay. always liked teenagers. I used to teach a teen theater when I was younger. Oh, really? Yeah, and I just, they're so subversive and interesting. Now, of course, that does suck <laughs> when they're fighting you on something. Of course. Right? Of course. But for the most part, I can kind of, <laughs> maybe my husband's listening going like yeah right but i i kind of can step back and say okay he's supposed to be challenging us like, yeah, yeah, yeah what would suck is Finding if he weren't and all that yeah yeah exactly yeah. but like also just you know um no mom that's just not how it is but whatever the thing is <laughs> um Actually, the only thing he could really do to rebel that would just really upset me is if he became like a young Republican or something like that. <laughs> but he's so ingrained um, in his politics already, and he's mm-hmm. so liberal. He's actually incredibly funny. And I grew up with newspaper people who were smart and funny on paper, but mm-hmm. not there wasn't like you know witty banter yeah, around yeah. all the time or Pratt Falls <laughs> happening, which does happen in my yeah, house yeah. all the time. And friends, you know, all our comedian friends and actor friends come over, and they're just nobody can just be normal. So yeah. my son's grown up with this, which of course is like a little nerve wracking, you know, because you don't want your kid to be the class clown because yeah, that's the one who gets detention, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's been kind of interesting seeing him growing up, and I don't think like I was actually really very funny till I was in my late twenties. You know, I think it took a while to kind of, I was an actor first. Mm-hmm. I didn't come up through comedy. I came up through oh, theater. Okay, okay. You don't even say come up through theater. <laughs> I, I starved through theater or whatever. You, yeah, yeah. You know, and well, so yeah. that's a really different kind of a person. It's a different job. You know, like comedians are known for being sort of lone wolves. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a lot of other things we could probably say. But <laughs> I love all my comedian friends. Uh, a little crazy, but they're crazy in a different way that we actors are crazy. So, But we're much more like, let's do the show all together. You know, yeah. it's a... It's a group project, right? (laughs) So you have to be a little bit more social. And also the competition thing is really different. Like everybody's part's really different in a play. Mm-hmm. Or I have, a, I have a sketch comedy troupe that tours uh, internationally called Broad Comedy. Mm-hmm. So like for the four of us, we all have really different skills. And that's what I love. But, you know, I think, and I guess that's true on stage with stand-up too, but there's a little bit more of that uh, difficulty of going right after somebody who killed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I've never quite been have to have that because I'm doing music, so it's a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the easier. collaborative spirit needs to be there a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, in theater, like, yeah. I know plenty of comics who are just like, no, man, it's my thought, it's my mm-hmm, voice, mm-hmm. it's this, that, and the other thing, yeah. and then it's hard. It's 
it's hard to parlay that into something else, right. whether it be acting or you know right. some sort of improv troupe or something like that. So impro- uh, improv is much more like theater, of course. Obviously, yeah, yeah, of but, course, yeah. of course. Because you're have... doing the solo improv show, <laughs> which there <laughs> yeah. are now. I was actually just talking about this the other day with someone. It, it's just a completely different muscle you have to. Totally, flex. it's like yeah. it's like because because comedy, it's all about your thoughts. What do you think? How do you distill the world? Doing stand up, and right. then like everything else, it's like. Okay. What, get, how am I reacting? I mean, you, how are you yeah. reacting, or how are you how how are you uh, losing yourself to be someone else's character? Right, right, like right, so, right, right, right. And it is like, how can I get that awesome line yeah, yeah. in? <laughs> for of course, sure. Of course. So there's some like competitive element of it too, but the idea is that you're really trying to support your teammates for yeah, the yeah. good of the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's funny because actually, I it just popped in my head because you have a whole song about. Uh, Aliens, basically, and Ripley, <laughs> and, and she's moving shit around, I think is the title. Yeah, move of, some shit move around. Move some shit around, I'm sorry. <laughs> My husband actually wrote the words to that. Uh, oh, really? That's one of the only songs we've ever done where he wrote all the words and I wrote all the music. We usually okay. are very collaborative, although I actually only do the music, but he, it was, it was a, can I tell you the story of it? Yeah, okay. please do. That's why I asked. <laughs> so it was um, five days after the election, mm-hmm. and we stupidly had planned to write an entirely new show that would open nine days after the election. Oh, okay. So that was one of the worst moves ever. So, of course... South Park did something very similar uh, where they I've had heard. a whole story written yeah. and then they had to change they in 24 hours. So, I know. Yeah. It was fucking awful. Plus, you're home like crying into yeah. your laptop. Yeah. Some of us. Um, and so, I, we're, we're like on an airplane <laughs> headed to go do the final rehearsals for this thing. And he rewrote this whole song. So, the, the song is basically for listeners who haven't yeah, heard yeah, it yeah. yet. Um, it's about in Aliens, Ripley, uh, Sigourney Weaver ends up on a military ship and she goes up to the guys and she's like, you know, I want to help. What can I do? And they're like, I don't know. What can you do? Mm-hmm. And she says, well, I can, I can drive that loader, that big yeah. mechanized yeah. suit. It's, that, it's, a mech I- suit. it's an iconic scene. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. an iconic scene. Totally. And that's, well, spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't seen aliens <laughs> for a 30 year old movie, spoiler. <laughs> she uses it at the end again, of course. But at any rate, so she does this sort of badass maneuver with it. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, she picks up this box and she goes, where do you want it? Mm -hmm. And the guy, not snarky, but she was just, she knew she could do it. And the guys laugh and they're like, you know, put it over there. And everybody loves that scene who's our age because they saw, sorry, I didn't mean to lump you with me, but, you know, above 25 who saw it in their youth because it was like such an incredible scene where the where the guys didn't know that she could do that. So my husband and I were like, I can't wait to show our kid the scene. And we get to it. Now, granted, he lives in Park Slope. <laughs> okay. And he's grown up with two feminists. Okay. But, you know, he turns to us and he goes, why did the guys laugh? Just didn't, just didn't, didn't get register. It. Which and is we, a good thing. And like, that's yeah, what we were like, oh, my God. Yeah. It didn't occur to him that she couldn't fucking do that. It's great. Amazing. So on the airplane, <laughs> after the first female candidate yeah. lost, Soren sobbing in his chair is writing this what is one of our only not funny songs um, (laughs) about the hopefulness that this next generation just gets feminism, you know? So, and anyway, and so here we have this like big show. We're making everybody laugh, trying to pull them up from the election and then wham, right? Second song to the end. (laughs) We do this. Yeah, because that's like 700 people sobbing. I mean, even that song, like it totally, it totally has a a flip about halfway through where you're just like, oh, I didn't expect it to go this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's, you know, it's funny. Um, Do you know, Paul Provenza, yes, he's absolutely. a good friend, and yes. he early on um, when we started comedy, like I don't know, eight or nine years ago, he mentored us a little bit, and he um, came to see one of our shows, and we're all late night sitting around <laughs> this very um, 
effeminate B&B. He's a, you know, big, tough Italian, <laughs> wonderful yeah, yeah. guy. And uh, <laughs> we're chatting till like two o'clock in the morning. I just remember we had our scotches on doilies. And he <laughs> um, and he said, um, have you guys ever taken stand up classes or comedy classes or anything like that? And we were like, no, we probably probably should do that. And he said, no, don't do not do that. He said, you guys instinctively know what you're doing from having done theater with other people's words, mm -hmm. right? Like Christopher Durang or David Ives or whatever. For 15 years, we ran a theater company and we acted in 120 plays or something. Mm -hmm. And he said, you just know it. <laughs> you take things in like a new direction. You know what call marks are and reversals. And at the time, I didn't even know what a callback was and things like that. <laughs> you and just shook said, your head. I was yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah totally, sure, Paul. Totally. <laughs> and he said, don't fuck it up <laughs> and go learn. Um, so that was kind of an interesting thing to me because of coming to it so late. I think if you're 20, yeah. it probably really could help and save a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> but that was always really interesting. And I've never taken a class. <laughs> but the idea that you have to take something further. And actually, in that same conversation, there was one piece that didn't really work. And he said, look what you did. You wrote, the way he said it was, you wrote to this point two-thirds of the way through. And then you stopped writing. Yeah. And you just finished the song the same way it had been. And we were like... Oh, you know, it was such a great, of course, like I guess. moment of clarity type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it was such a such a moment, yeah. That's very cool. And getting back to the album, you know, just real quick, it's like, you start off the album, it's like, with a feminist song. It's just like, yeah. you know, which is great. And I Come think. Out of the gate. Out of that. the gate, swinging, which I think is great because, like, there has been, there's all, I feel like there's always a controversy, an argument, a conversation of some sort about Ooh, what yeah. is a feminist. Right. It seems like. This generation defines it different than the generation before them, and yeah. probably the generation after them will define it completely different in a yeah. way. And, it's, and they're already starting to actually, which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just, I, you know, your take on it—it's so good. Is just like, yes, you are a feminist, and here's why. Because <laughs> here's the history of feminism too. Like, I've definitely heard prominent, let's say, like female celebrities say that, like, oh, I don't consider myself a feminist. Right. Well, that's what the songs came yeah. from. Is hearing these young women actresses mm -hmm. say they're not feminists, and you're like, I'm watching your movie. <laughs> And you are totally the heroine and taking charge yeah. and making decisions and having, you know, and, and hopefully complex yeah. emotions yeah, yeah, and yeah. not just one emotion of rage or something. And, and you're say whatever, saving the fucking world. And you're not, a fa I mean, so it's just so confusing to me. Yeah. What I realized in sort of reaching the song. So basically the point of the song is, it's called Sorry Babe, yeah. You're a Feminist, yeah, exactly. which is, I'm sorry. whether you think or yeah, you, so no, I apologize. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's just like, whether you think you are or not, you mm -hmm. are. And here's yeah. why. And in researching that, it was really interesting. Um, in fact, even uh, there's been... So, so in researching that, it's been really interesting because there was a lot of people who were saying... They had a misunderstanding of the word or historically or they had heard it used so negatively in the yeah. media that they don't want to be associated with that. And I don't blame them for that, you know. And also there's, you know, some situations in which they don't. I feel like um, some of the younger generations just don't have the perspective because they grew up with this yeah. and they don't actually need the women's movement the way that yeah. my generation before yeah. needed it, like desperately needed yeah. it. Uh, uh, we'll see. What happens in the next five years? I mean, this yes, word this, is going to come back. It, it might, it, it, in a in a weird way, yeah. it might actually help. help. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is weird to <laughs> say awful. that. But here's my basic line, and this is a little tiny bit in the song, but I always just sort of say this, which is all over the world, there's things like Iranian Iranian feminist movements, um, Central American feminist movements. Those and India, these women are getting wife burned, stoned, 
they can't go to school, blah, blah, blah. If they want to use the word feminist, then I think out of respect, the rest of the planet should. Yeah. Like, they're in shit. Yeah. You know? (laughs) And we're just like, I mean, obviously, there's a ton of real, actual bad stuff going on in this Mm -hmm. country, of course. But but there's some sense of privilege. Like, I don't have to. I'm I'm using the word humanist. (laughs) I was like, come on. You know? (laughs) I, I, I... yeah, it's unfortunate though because like I because like I grew up with like strong women. My mom's yeah. a total badass. My wife's a total badass. <laughs> like so, it's just one of those things where I hear some people and it's like, uh, I, part of me wants to go, oh, you're just misinformed. Yeah. Or or you've just I ha- do that. I feel that too. Yeah. But at the same time, like, who am I to say to a woman, oh, you're misinformed I, about this? You I know think what I mean? you can. I think you say I'm a fem- first of all, just put on a shirt that says feminist or something okay. like that, all like right. uh, like right. Patrick Stewart does, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then but I think it's or also Nick like Offerman is right, a big, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's I think it's a little bit like saying um, all lives matter instead of black lives matter, yeah. and that's fucking offensive too, right? It is, yeah. So um, I guess, all, uh, yeah, the I mean, first of all, I always feel like the group that is being oppressed gets to decide. Yeah. But if the young women are being oppressed and they feel like they just don't like that word, it's you know it's complicated. But I was trying to make it funny yeah, so yeah, that absolutely. they would maybe want to jump on board. <laughs> <laughs> I love the thing is like I didn't name any names in the song of who I was talking about. There's mm-hmm. quite a few, but uh, because I also was just like I love those women mm-hmm. actresses and I want them to embrace the word feminist because yeah. we're all sitting here waiting for them to use it. Yeah, I mean it's it's so funny because like I mean I'll, I'll I'll name names. I, <laughs> I like like the the one that pops in my head instantly is Kelly Cuoco from The Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. She had mentioned that she wasn't a feminist in an article. I might be misquoting her, but I thought in my head, I'm like, you're one of the highest paid actresses on television. Yeah. You're making exactly in what a your peers are. Nerdy yeah, show. It, it, like it's just to me, it's like you're absolutely a feminist. Like just to kind of embrace yeah. it and like be that icon. Yeah. And on the other hand, you have like an Emma Watson who is like, right now she's catching hell for like I a know. Vanity Fair. Photo I know, I know, it's so interesting. <laughs> I really want to read her responses about it too because she's so thoughtful. And, yeah, very much. So. Um, she's super smart. You know, but part of that, I'm. I imagine too is she just was like I have to be an adult now and I have to brand myself as an, I don't know I'm making this up completely yeah, 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 but you yeah, know yeah. as opposed it's to Hermione yeah. so that's Hermione. why do you know what I mean so she yeah. had to be like I'm gonna show a little boob just <laughs> but she didn't even like yeah. anyway I, I'll be curious to see what she says about it because I think her situation is super complicated <laughs> it is but I, but like but like I I have five nieces yeah I have a brother who he and his wife have four and my other brother has one and like <laughs> some of the role models that yeah. they have i'm right. just like i mean come oh, on it's, it's, don't like, do the thing i'm like right. come on let's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. be ruth bader's Gim- ginsburg mm-hmm. not kim <laughs> kardashian i say to him all the time i'm like yeah. ruth bader ginsburg not yeah. kim kardashian yeah. and not that kim kardashian is is a terrible person but i feel like there's so much more you can achieve just right. by knowing that these things and right. like and you know and i think they were just calling her hypocritical because she said something about beyonce with the same thing i mean it's just yeah. it's this is very very complicated and here's the the bottom line for me yeah. is all these women are turning against each other the fans yeah. and that's bullshit <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they cannot yeah. do you just can't do that how c- can't we just say we're all learning and growing we're all trying to figure this out don't be so filled with rage about it. Let's have like, let's get Emma, Beyonce and some other intellectuals on a panel and have a cool conversation conversation about it. Live stream it. I know as opposed to this whole, like, I mean the Trump world we're in and it's not just now it's been for a while, but is everything is like, yeah, uh, is what is tweets and, 
sound bites and it's awful. It's yeah. so bad for us. It's, it's hurting us. It's such a deeper conversation to unpack right. and you can't do it in 140 characters. Right, right, yeah, right. it really is. So Yeah. <laughs> I do love Emma Thompson. I love Beyonce too. I, 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 I like them all. I think they're all, mm-hmm. I, I would I would much rather have someone like grow up thinking Emma Thompson's like, you know, the best thing ever than, yeah. than just someone who is starving for screen time willing to just say the most ridiculous stuff. Yeah. And there's male versions of the two that are just mm-hmm. as bad. It's just like, yeah. but I think at the same time, like strong female, like, I think about this all the time. I, one of my nieces, going back to my nieces, and they're all under the age of 10, she loves Star Wars. Yeah. Loves it. She's always loved Star Wars, which I think is great. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. when they announced uh, the new movie, uh, was it Rogue One and the one before The Force Awakens, yeah. and they were both female leads, yeah. I remember there being such a great big bash, totally. backlash about it. And the, oh, if, yeah. the first thing I thought of is like, oh, that's so awesome for my niece. Because yeah. like she loves Star Wars so much, she can now see mm-hmm. a, a female heroine mm-hmm. swing a lightsaber. Right, like right. I'm so psyched for her. Yeah. And it's just like... You kind of just got to step back sometimes and see this stuff, right, and it's right. just it's just unbelievable. But what would the backlash even be? Just that they're pandering or the, something? The backlash is just like, oh, you know, why does it have to be? Why can't it be Luke Skywalker? Can't, why can't it be a young Jedi? Oh, it's just not even an interesting ridiculous. backlash. Okay, no, I thought you meant no, it was it's like not complicated. Even, like it's not even they're interesting. They're pulling a woman in because they have to have a woman or something. It's not even yeah. interesting. Some some of the some no of no the, no. The well, that's like, just totally not. Um, a surprise <laughs> to hear I mean, that, but <laughs> it's terrible. But you know what's interesting too? It's like all all these young dudes, like my son and his friends and everything. Again, they didn't even bring it up. They're just like, let's go see the movie. Yes, and I think that's good. <laughs> yeah, because, it's great. And I think it gives me hope because, like, right. I have peers who absolutely bitch about something. It's like, really, you like figure out how to pay your mortgage. Yeah. Like, there's, there's other things <laughs> to complain about. It's not for, but it's it's not for you anymore. Right, right, right. Your time with Star Wars. <laughs> Was when the Ewoks were running around. It, it's two thousand six fourteens version of Star Wars is not for you anymore. I'm sorry. Like yeah. it's for your kids. Bring your kids. Yeah, yeah. But you know. And then I mean, I remember one of the biggest problems we had before Trump was just the fact that it was like the biggest argument everyone had was last summer. It was like, oh my God, there's an all female version of Ghostbusters. And you yeah. would have thought, uh, you would have. Th- <laughs> Michael Che made the best joke about it was they do realize they're not taping over the original. Film. <laughs> Which is the perfect place. Really great. It's just like they realize that like it still exists and you That's can still so watch it. Only somebody who had like cassette tapes would think of that. <laughs> Shows his age. Yeah, That's totally. awesome. And I was like, all right, Michael Che for the win. That's the best That's answer, really best great. response. But I, I didn't. The, oh, whatever. As a writer, the movie had some issues, but the yeah. the comedic performances and yeah. Kate McKinnon can do no wrong. Oh, she's great. Oh she's my great. god. I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I was by myself in the theater just like laughing incredibly yeah. loudly at her. <laughs> because they yeah. weren't taping over the original. Right. I just and think- they did really different things, like also just totally, um, 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 what is it called with the shit? The proton packs? No, no, no. The dude, the secretary. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Thor. Uh, yeah, Thor. <laughs> Thor. Okay. Hemsworth. Thank you. Le- Chris, not Liam Chris Hemsworth, Ruff. the other one. Chris, Chris, Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. Chris or Liam? He has a brother too. Oh, I think it's Chris. Chris, I think it's Chris anyway. too. Anyway, oh, yeah, God, it's don't... Chris. It's Chris. Anyway, I'll edit and post. Sort of... If it's not, I'll be like, <laughs> but just the sexually harassing him stuff <laughs> was just so funny because yeah. it's also, you know, 
it, it's Kristen Wiig, so it's like with a wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a but, wink yeah. and a nod too. So <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, I do, I do, I do think that a lot of like, and then like literally. So okay, so you follow up the feminist song, and you go right into the song, basically saying that if you're homophobic, you're gay. <laughs> is that the second one on the album? I think oh, it is. Actually, I think it does roll right into that. <laughs> just like so it's like one two punch. Uh, yeah, I just want to get rid of all the people who won't like me right away. Let's just not waste anyone's time. <laughs> just get down to that core audience as soon as possible. <laughs> But I think it's a great message because it's actually something I thought about quite often. It's just like the people that seem so anti this or so far leaning to one side, it's always like, for example, it's always Mm -hmm. the senator who is the most against, uh, you know, uh, gay rights is the one that they capture, like with the wide stance in the bathroom and somebody from airport. It's always the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we mentioned 12 of those uh, examples in the song. (laughs) Of course, because that's a great point. It's just, oh, it's always that way. And then you see kind of what's happening now with like this constant attempt to erode certain civil rights happening Mm -hmm. post-Trump election. And you're just like... Don't you have anything better to do? Like you look no, at a guy I just like can't Mike. Can't people care that much about other people's lives? I don't know. Like you look at a guy like Mike Pence. You're like that guy is too well groomed to not have a wide stance scandal in his past. <laughs> like, like I just look at that guy. I'm like, there's no way this guy hasn't been to a bathhouse or something. Yeah, like it's that. interesting though that <laughs> Trump and his kid, like Ivanka, and everything are. She's pretty yeah, a fine pro gay yeah. and stuff. So I don't. I, I'll be curious to see what in four years. Let's call it two years, just for fun. Yeah. Um, actually happens, but um. No, I know, and I I feel like that song, it's interesting that that's one of our songs to go viral and got just unbelievable hate mail, mm. of, course, of course, as you'd yeah, expect. Yeah. Um, means you're doing something right. You yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> if they all love you, if they all hate you, you're doing, so doing it right. It's boring, though. I mean, it's I the it's, same comment over and over. So, <clears throat> but Put them on blast. What are, these, <laughs> what are their handles? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, actually, the reason we wrote that song is yeah. because of, I think I say it in the beginning of the song, is that There's well, a maybe I don't on the CD. You give a statistic of some sort. Um, no, and the, no, the reason I wrote that song is because I wrote a blog for um, Huffington Post about my cousin's gay marriage mm-hmm. and it called Gay Means Happy and it got, you know, it went a little viral and then it got all these comments, both half good, half horrible. So yeah. one of these just god awful shithead comments, homophobic comments. What I was up and I went to I wanted to see like who would write this like yeah. what kind of person so I go follow him back to his blog and of course there's no photo of him because he's totally uh, chicken shit anonymous so <laughs> the the photo of this totally homophobic guy was a photo of a Greek Roman statue of two naked guys wrestling <laughs> and so my husband were like hate the gays some latent just a big t- fan yeah. of Greco-Roman sculpture you know yeah so that's when we wrote this song about that. <clears throat> I've, I've I've definitely found that like you know the people that are the mo- like we we obviously we post stuff all on, online all the time about stories and whatever, and the people that always hate us the most or give us the most shit, it's always people that I don't want to say are disenfranchised, but it's always like this guy who like. You go to their Twitter feed, and it's yeah. always just them trying to pick a fight with somebody. It's like literally, it's like all yeah. like, it's no original thought. They, right. they, sometimes it's not even a photo. It's like the little Twitter egg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No. Oh, I know. That's. I don't even. I. You know when you yeah. see that. You're like, you're you see like, the egg. It's like all right, dude. Like. <laughs> I got nothing for you. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like so. I've also found that like not feeding the trolls definitely helps totally. the trolls go yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we also try to be very positive on the website too. So. We wrote a song called "Don't Hit Reply," and oh, okay. <laughs> it's about probably... all the things you want to say. Of don't course. do it. Don't do it. You yeah. know. And it's uh, tempting. <laughs> I've done it a couple times. <laughs> 
I've regretted it every Sometimes single time. Sometimes just the urge. It's a human nature yeah. thing. It gets you, and you're just like, ah, I gotta do it. But it's always against your better judgment. Yeah. Always. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. I don't know, man. I just feel like. But I feel like some of these people, like, I look at the people on Facebook who to talk about shitty things, and it's like, I'm gonna go back to your Facebook page, and it's like, you have a wife and a child. Like, yeah. what is wrong with you? Right. Like, right. <laughs> And a daughter often, too. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what's terrible. so weird to me. Yeah, it's Such unbelievable. Such a disconnect. It's unbelievable. Well, it's just the anonymity. I mean, it's just... I, it is the anonymity. I mean, what's just... Uh, now I sound really old. What's destroying our nation is the it's anonymity. It's eroding the fabric of our, <laughs> of our <America>. life. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so... Okay, so what else do you cover on this record? You, you, you cover you cover latent homosexuality. You cover <laughs> feminism. I guess environment. You, you cover the environment. You cover uh, Nazis <laughs> getting all the pussy. Yeah, but that's... <laughs> Okay, I did not put that one first on no, there, although no. we we contemplated it. <laughs> so that song is about Soren and I saw my husband Soren, who writes with me. We he, we saw <clears throat> some graffiti on a um, on a outhouse wall. Actually, it was like a porta potty thing okay. at a festival that said Nazis get all the pussy. And so I'm standing there like reading this. I don't pee standing up. I just meant afterwards I was standing there just to I didn't, clarify. I, 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 I didn't make that <laughs> And I was trying to unpack it. And I'm like, what the, f- what is this? <laughs> and so basically the song is unpacking the whole thing. And my very good friend, Kelly O'Coin, who's on um, The Americans mm. and um, billions. He he's in it as Hitler. Is <laughs> in the music video. I don't know if you've seen the video. I haven't seen the video. I've only heard the song. <laughs> yeah, that one. He was the day we post. I remember we posted. Uh, we posted the video, and he texted us, "My career's over." <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, and that was just such a totally unbelievably weird thing. But what was crazy is we did this song before Trump. Yeah. And all the sort of fascisty com- comparisons and stuff, and now. <laughs> more well, relevant but that's not actually really what it's about it's really yeah. just talking about the idea that the the is there something attractive about these horrible people in power that abuse people you know anyway I guess, it's yeah. you can just gonna have to hear it i can't really recreate it without the it was just funny because i'm looking yeah. at, i'm reading the track listing i'm like oh i have to listen to that <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what this is going to be about, but I have to listen to it. And, uh, and then, when I initially saw it, I thought it might have been, I, I don't know, like, I, I was like, maybe she's going from the stance of a man in uniform? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to let your listeners listen to it. I don't think I can wrap it up because <laughs> it goes places, as you say. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. It does. So there also is, there is a tonal shift in the record, too. Mm. Like, it's almost like the first, the, I'd say like half, three quarters of the record, yeah. it's like you almost wrote pre-election and then the other half oh that's interesting i got that vibe no it's actually all pre-election okay so because it came out um we just went into editing like minutes after the election oh i'm sorry um the aliens one is the only one that made it okay okay and uh the song about moving to tahiti because of trump yeah that's what i mean like and there's (laughs) there's there's no tail into the record so it does feel like there's like it does feel like there's a shift it's like (laughs) oh the record's not closed yet gotta throw yeah that's actually exactly what happened and i had a live performance as i said seven days after the election we that's our um time of year when we always record mm-hmm. so we did the live recordings of that with <laughs> tear-stained faces and yeah the, and there's some personal ones on there too there's um there's a song and, and there's like a little bit a couple of sad songs not they're not yeah. sad songs they're no. trying to be funny but they have like a sad element undertone yeah. I guess. yeah yeah like uh 
No, that's not really a sad one. I was going to say men over 40, but no, that's not sad. It's <laughs> only actually... sad to men over 40. <laughs> no, it's a, no, it's about in praise it of is. men over 40. It is very much 40. in praise of men over 40 <laughs> because they don't take something... you to shitty movies like the F- Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> My favorite line in that is um, is uh, the Ann Coulter one where and men over 40, if they think <laughs> Ann Coulter looks hot in those sleeveless black dresses, they, they keep, keep it to, to themselves because they're not idiots. Um <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one that a lot of people come on they're like ah, ah, okay thank you for the advice <laughs> but i was thinking of like beef jerky kiosk guy or something that was actually one i was going for too because again like i started the album by clicking on the titles that just kind of popped out to me <laughs> and you know and, and it's basically about you trying to find a quiet space to reflect and you meet <laughs> someone else airport. <laughs> you meet someone else doing the same thing and you're like oh air traffic controller pilot what's he got going no i'm just still the beef jerky right right and he's completely stressed out <laughs> From his job it was so upsetting i was just like no 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 not you too like what is left what job is left that's not stressful in modern america i mean i yeah i, I don't know even sitting, retirement's stressful for people i mean <laughs> sitting at home writing a fake news website and, but no that's com- i don't <laughs> know you? I don't, oh no 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 oh man like i've heard stories like these guys make like thirty thousand dollars right month off of that but stuff, i think so, yeah. i think any of those things involved with media is so stressful oh yeah because yeah. it's you're timing it i'm fuck the fake news people but like even for <laughs> yeah, you and me yeah. like we're tra- social media we're trying mm-hmm. to get stuff out we're trying to be poignant and um and make sure that our stuff's still relevant. I mean, I'm rewriting constantly as mm-hmm. stand-up comics do it, but it's a little bit hard with a song because you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. it rhymed. God damn it. I have to try again. <laughs> Update to Trump. Okay. I know all the rhymes that are things that rhyme with Trump. <laughs> Dump. Hump. Hump. Pump. Pump. Forrest Gump. Gump. Yeah. Then we get a little more creative. But I got nothing else. Schlump. Schlump. <laughs> It's not a bad one. <laughs> Kerplunk. No, that's just no. It's kerplunk. kerplunk. Uh, <laughs> I like schlump. It's not bad. All right, we got. I'm trying to think like what else we got here. That's, uh, that's I've just stopped here. your whole audience. Too. No, no, it's totally <laughs> they're fine. all like, yeah. wait a minute. You go to Wiki Rhymer <laughs> and you look at. Is up. that a thing? It's a what? That's a thing. I did not know this. Oh, there's all kinds of online rhyming things. It's when you get totally stumped and you're like, stumped. Stumped. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, I know. There's like a rhyming dictionary. I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, we, we. Well, I have the paper ones too from back oh, yeah? in the day, but I have moved up to because I write on airplanes and okay. I write in my office and stuff. Yeah. Okay. How often do you travel? Oh like you travel God. quite a bit. I travel quite a bit. Yeah, because yeah, you know the thing is, I don't play in New York that much. But segue, we <laughs> just got? have our um, broad. Uh, sorry, broad comedy is named my yeah. troupe. We have our off Broadway debut. When? In April. Nice. At the Soho Playhouse. Oh, that's great. April 2021-22. I'm so excited, and, yeah. and hopefully we'll have a longer run after that. So let's dive into Broadcom. Sure. That's obviously, like, it's a huge part of your life, obviously. It's more fun than airplane jokes that <laughs> we were headed towards. <laughs> and rhyming Trump words. <laughs> so, broad comedy. How did it start? Yeah. And we'll... So, yeah. uh, Bush came into office in about... Two days later. <laughs> oh, that far back. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, we've been around 17 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Okay. Um, so Soren and I started this company of women to sort of tackle women's issues. I used to run a women's theater festival. Like, I do a lot of chick shit. So it was kind of an obvious move. And um, I wanted to um, do something that was still theater. Like, it hadn't even mm-hmm. occurred to me to do, be doing comedy. So um, we did that in our theater company. And then I started writing solo songs in between 
the sketch numbers or big musical numbers so the girls could go backstage and get changed. Yeah. So it was like filler. Okay. And then those started being kind of the more popular part, not more, but as popular part of the show. So I pilfered those and took them and put them into a solo show. Gotcha. So for the last eight years, I've been touring around the world-ish uh, to English-speaking countries only because okay. it's comedy, um, <laughs> <laughs> doing a solo show. But then Broad Comedy has simultaneously been touring around a lot. And we make a lot of videos on them. Um, yeah. So they're all on YouTube at Broad gotcha. Comedy Channel. But um, yeah, and so it just has changed. I mean, during Obama, we had a lot to still say, but it was just very different. In some ways, it freed us up to talk more about like the environment or some things that we either think he wasn't moving enough on or um, uh, now I, I'm still wrestling with what how, where our focus is going to be now. Yeah. You know, well, there's a lot. And there's it so much. And it sounds like a lot of your material and your inspiration. It's almost like a direct reflection of what's happening politically. Yes, and thank you. And the song, like, we have a song called I Ain't Funding That Shit. Yeah. And it was about the tea party. Yeah. But now, I mean, we just came back. Yeah, it could be about the wall. It could be about yeah, anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's basically about, you know, alt-right, or it's not, it's still just about the conservative yeah, movement. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a little depressing how much of our stuff is still relevant eight years I later. I mean, eight years. I mean, you yeah. look at, I mean, the feminist argument's been happening for decades now. So yes. it's, it's unbelievable. It's like, it's <laughs> I'm hitting myself and when there the was microphone, <laughs> but it's got a soft, squishy thing on <laughs> And when there was the women's march, you know, the day yeah. after the election, like, there's, I remember a photo very vividly of an elderly woman with a poster that said, literally, I, st I can't believe I still have to protest Yes, oh, this I love shit. that picture. It's yeah, a great picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a great one, yeah. And, it, and it, it's absolutely <sighs> true. It's like, we're like... I feel like for every step forward, there's just a couple steps back. And, like, every election cycle, it's, like, genitals, the environment, yeah. <laughs> and, like, abortion and, or, like, it's yeah. gun control. Like, it's, like, the and same four race or five things. issues. Everything that's yeah. affecting the black community yeah. and minorities in general uh, with police violence and uh, immigration. I mean, it's so unbelievable that we're just back here. It's, it's, it's crazy. I, I, realize, I feel like... If you just had like a little drone go over every podcast in America with that had liberal people in it, that's all we're saying is I can't believe <laughs> we're all saying it like at the same second. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. I mean, you know, just there's I mean, I also feel like there's definitely now I don't want to discredit people that actually voted pro Trump because I definitely know plenty of the, voted Trump. I know those people and I know they're not racist people or like, you know, uh, but I also know that some of these people just it's not their world you know they they don't live in in, in areas that are affected by yeah. you know certain races or certain problems or certain whatever so they're just disconnected from it but yeah I've, I've always said to many people i'm like the easiest way to get over a lot of this stuff is just like go live in brooklyn for a couple of months <laughs> like, I, no i'm dead serious though but like what i mean by that is like 160 some languages spoke, right, are spoken right, in right. brooklyn alone yeah you're literally every walk of life is there from every race every ethnicity. plus you have de blasio and everybody's saying like okay this is this it's not going to affect you we're going to make sure i mean yeah. i don't know if it'll actually but work but, but but it's just like just go live in one of those places yeah. and all of a sudden like some of this bullshit that you've been hanging on to for whatever reason maybe oh, you learned I see it from, what you're saying. Yeah. maybe you learned it from your parents maybe you learned it from uh, your Right, 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 or whatever right. it's just like that's right 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 like right. you see these protests and people are talking and there's like when the immigration ban came out yeah and we're getting a little political here but that's totally yeah. fine by me but like when the immigration ban came out you have people in boston are protesting the immigration ban a block from where the, the explosion was during the the, yeah. the marathon same thing in new york a couple blocks from like world trade center it's yeah. like all right well there's people that live in these communities that are saying this shit's is not the way mm. maybe you should listen to those people yeah, yeah, yeah. because those people clearly know what's going on because they were there when all the, the thick of it happened right, right, so it's right, just like yeah. i don't know maybe let those people like have a bigger say in some of this decision making and so <laughs> i don't know you know yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if it affects 
the farmland let the farmland kind of like weigh in on what yeah. the best. I don't know, but that, that's also it's that's more of a states' rights conversation and all that kind of stuff, I guess. Well, it's interesting too because I do travel around the country, yeah. and to be honest, okay, it's like. 85% above the Mason-Dixon line, mm-hmm. but in terms of where we go. But I was in Birmingham seven days before the election, and I had I had just gotten... So this is, a, this is an example of mm-hmm. the insidiousness of Fox News and Breitbart, right? Yeah. So I was at the um, museum, uh, the Civil Rights Museum, mm-hmm. which is amazing if you ever... It's worth actually just simply going to Alabama for. I've been there to Birmingham <laughs> one time. This is the Sloss Furnace, the old furnace. Mm, they yeah. And they were having a, a festival out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a couple of years back. That is a cool thing. Yeah. So I was doing a Planned Parenthood fundraiser. Okay. So I had all the liberals <laughs> in one room <laughs> of Birmingham. <laughs> and But I had just left the museum, and I got in an Uber, <coughs> very nice um, uh, uh, Uber driver, black gentleman, who I had I had I had <laughs> Uber conversations like the whole time I was there I was proselytizing but anyway and he, I said so you voting I'm like still chipper right yeah. this is seven days before the election yeah I'm still in a good mood and he said oh is that next week okay that yeah. was number one and I about fell out of my seat and yeah. then I said yep it's Tuesday or whatever you know and yeah. then I said and he and he said yeah I don't I don't really vote. And I said, and I couldn't help myself. I said, yeah. dude, I just got out of a museum yeah. where everyone died to get the right to vote. Yeah. You know, and I understand this obviously as a woman too. It's yeah, the same yeah. situation story. And then, but then, you know, I'm the asshole person, um, you know, d- reprimanding this yeah. nice guy. And yeah. then I said, and then I said something else about, oh, I, okay. So here's a funny moment. I wish I someone had on film. How do you talk to a total stranger in an Uber about pussy grabbing? So yeah. I said so something like, you know, if euphemistic, like, so have you read all this stuff about Trump and the, you know, bothering women mm. or something? And he's, and he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, you know, grabbing. Like, I figured I wasn't going to say pussy to this guy, but I said grabbing. Yeah. And he didn't know what I was talking about. Literally. So he doesn't yeah. read the news. You know, he doesn't see or he sees Fox or whatever. And 87 percent of Alabama went to Trump. Uh, and I literally never saw anything but Fox News on the entire time I was there. And I yeah. don't blame these guys. And then no. just to totally make another stupid story, I was in another Uber with a woman who was, and there's, a, you know, obviously the abortion issue is huge. Yeah, and course. that's all they hear about Planned Parenthood. I'm in the car with her. First of all, it was a her, which was startling as for Uber in Alabama. And I said, I'm doing Planned Parenthood thing. And she kind of gives me a funny look. And I said, yeah, we're raising money for free breast cancer screening. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. and she said, oh, I'm a survivor. Then we have a half hour conversation, literally sitting in her car. I'd already arrived at my place yeah. about this and like turned her mind around about Planned Parenthood. But it was impossible to get through to her through the news. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, is that. I <laughs> was long winded. Sorry. No, no, but, but it, it makes total, <laughs> it makes total sense. I, I do. F- like, again, I feel like access is half the problem in, this, in a lot of these situations. Yeah, it's getting worse and worse and worse it's, and worse. It's, it's access to information. It's yeah. access to the right information. Yeah. It's access to uh, people and knowing different ethnicities, different races, right. different religion practices, all that kind of stuff. Right. And it's, there's always, there's always like the, oh, well, well, I, I remember there's a, there's a newscaster. I want to say it's down in Alabama, maybe North Carolina, who always kind of signs off his newscast. He's an old white guy. Looks like a, looks like your stereotypical Republican. And he always talks about like race issues and he's very like very liberal leaning. <laughs> um, but it's funny cause he talks about how his father, um, was not a fan of black folks, but the black folks he knew were awesome. <laughs> right. And his whole thing is like, well, 
you know, it's just yeah. it's just you it's just lack of knowledge of right, what's right, going right. on. So, so I do think that's a lot here's of it. Where Kami comes back in to yeah, save yeah, the yeah. world. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Which <laughs> is, bring it back. <laughs> right. Where I, when I was down there, I said to um, and you know the Planned Parenthood um, supporters down there were predominantly white at this event mm-hmm. because it, again these two communities do not mix enough. Yeah. And the woman who was the planning manager and I afterwards had a drink and we were talking about the, this problem. And she said, and so I suggested bringing down four African-American, only African-American women comics to come do an event for them just simply to do outreach, period. Like not even a night of diverse, blah, 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 but just so that those women can see their sisters on stage Mm -hmm. and hear what they're talking about in support of Planned Parenthood. So I hope that they're going to, it sounds like they may do something like that, but I thought, that's a place where you get your girlfriends out. Yep. You're going night out. It's night of comedy. And even if you don't know what you're getting into, you end <laughs> up hearing yeah. this stuff from, you know, liberal comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I really do feel like <sighs> comics can do a lot of really good. They can, I mean, it's it's weird because, like, there's there's people that love the art form. And they're like, oh, it's it's a it's a this, that, or the other thing. And there's other people who are just like, I want to tell dick and fart jokes. Right. And I think there's a place for all of it. All of it. But I think the comedians that are doing the most interesting work are the ones you, you, you can name the same ones I can name. It's yeah. like your Carlins of the world and, you yeah. know, a, a, who are just like, hey, a little bit quick, different way of looking at the world yeah. and a different way. And yeah. it's like, oh, I'm on a completely different trajectory about that kind of yep, stuff, too. Yep, like, yep, yep. like I, I, I don't know how many people on this planet I come across on a daily basis that are sharing something from Bill Hicks or George Carlin yeah. about something political. It's yeah. just, it's crazy how it works. And I mean, have you always been political? Like, it just. <laughs> I come from a newspaper family. That's right. And you my mother that. was yeah, a yeah, columnist. Yeah. Her name's Ellen Goodman, and she was a. Uh, I'm proud of her. She was a Pulitzer Prize winning columnist oh, for the awesome. Boston Globe, Washington Post Syndicate. And she, um, so the household was just very newsy politically. Mm-hmm. And um, it was I, osmosis, right? So yeah. I think kind of what I'm doing is a feminist column on stage in a way, you know? Yeah, very um, much so. Yeah. <laughs> the the speaking version of the column basically right. some sort. that's cool that's very very cool <laughs> or the singing version I oh guess. the singing version I'm sorry yes yeah. the singing version of it yes okay so we uh, we got off track broad comedy yes. so we'll bring it back to broad <laughs> this is my life I can't stay on I do the same thing all the time I'm just a, a, so broad comedy yes. yep so we tour all around the country okay. we do a lot of fundraisers for women's health and other causes and we've been performing in New York a bit as well and we just you know yeah so we're gonna have this little off-broadway run now correct me if i'm wrong did some of the the some of the broad comedy uh songs make it to the album yes oh yeah but the first yeah. one that pops in my head is the one about uh on boobs there. look funny while having sex <laughs> that one i'm assuming that's a broad comedy <laughs> that is well you can tell just if there's more than one singer <laughs> yes okay okay, okay. <laughs> so probably gay is also because i have the harmonies that's right the other that's right women. that's right yeah and then um what else is on here um I, I ain't funding that shit is my husband yeah, on there from now, our your, video. Does your husband your husband co-writes a lot of the broad comedy he, stuff? We as well, all right? we co-write absolutely everything together. Okay, and he I direct um, the broads about halfway, and then once I'm up on stage off book with my lines memorized, then he comes in because I can't see what I'm doing anymore, yeah. and he's really really good. And that way we have a fresh eye. Okay, and then he undoes half the things I did. <laughs> <laughs> like no, this is yep. wrong. Let's fix this. And then um, with and especially with the broads, it's really fun. Um, and then it's all going to be okay as another song on there, which is the the fake sort of 60s band singing everything's fine don't worry about it (laughs) with the environment and the plastic if 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 i were to if i were to classify what you do right now i would put you in the same vein as like kind of like what inside amy schumer does uh 
Samantha B. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Is that fair? To I, make oh those? God, yeah, I love okay, that. Okay. Well, somebody said if you, if Amy Schumer and Sam B had a baby. Right, there's a quote. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Bo Burnham's said, in that quote somewhere. And, too. and um, uh, hired if, Bo Burnham or Tim Minchin as a Manny. Yeah. That's what they've it They've said yeah. both ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get fried comedy. I mean, it definitely <laughs> makes uh, everything I've heard and everything I've experienced. It seems very much so. So now. Uh, when when the, the songwriting process are there songs where you're like okay this is I'm, I'm gonna give this one to the broad to broad comedy yeah this I see what you mean yeah. yeah so generally the things that feel like a big group number yeah um, I like to do there but I've done all of the raps that broads have done by myself in my solo show because mm-hmm. they transfer really easily because it's really just like one line at a time we just share it and we yeah. do big dance numbers I take out the dance part <laughs> <laughs> we have a song called replace it with laying on the right, piano right, right. behind your back on my first <laughs> album I think I had this song MILF um, was on there and that was that's a big group number with yeah. um a giant dance with strollers <laughs> and then I do that myself live as well but um, how do I decide? So if it's on piano, it's me. And um, <laughs> and that's a funny question. I don't know. I think yeah. because I'm a theater person, I picture it okay. first. So I either picture something active, more active, okay. like a dancey dance dance. <laughs> okay. And if I picture it kind of sitting at a piano telling the audience a story, a personal thing, or talking about something where the for- there's no fourth wall, I'm just talking to the audience, then it's a solo song <laughs> but we have we have started one way and switched okay that has happened not that often i mean now it's been 17 years so kind of we kind of hit things right on the first try now yeah. which is um nice as well as work so where how would you rank your dance skills my dance skills <laughs> yeah for i was a musical theater dancer for oh, a long dancer. time I, I didn't know, know you yes, were a dancer. but okay. at 48 you know i'm uh, <laughs> actually it's funny because now at this age i'll get injured yeah like i'll just i had an impinged right shoulder so we switched everything to the left side you know and i'll walk into rehearsal and i'm like guys yeah we I need someone else to do the splits yeah. on that. Can I call in the replay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was doing baseball? So we got to call, on, call on the righty or the lefty? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So uh, so l- let's say that you get to map out your entire career, the trajectory, where you start. Well, you, obviously where you started, but like where you're ending. Is there an ultimate goal where you want to be? Is oh, it? that's what I think Halfway Closer to Dead's about is I'm okay. kind of there. At oh, okay. my, um, so I don't, I don't really pay attention too much to like ultimate goals. Like I want to have my own show before I die on TV or something like that. It's just sort of not um, interesting to spend a lot of energy living there. So Mm -hmm. it's more like um, I I like what I'm doing. I'd like to spend less time on administration and producing and more time performing. Um, Some weeks I say that. And then when I get back from tour, I'm like, oh, my God, all I want to do is sit in my office for three weeks. You know, so it I don't know. I'm a little moody. (laughs) <laughs> but I guess my ulti- my husband um, is having wonderful success at the moment, which I can't even talk about yet. But with a TV show that he's um, got an incredible executive producer on, we just found out last night. Is, is so it a new show? It is a new show that is. Um, I yeah. I'm trying to guess. Will, I'm trying to think. Oh no 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 no! Nobody knows about it yet. <laughs> I know, but I, yeah, I, I yeah, don't yeah. know. Like, I so it's uh, anyway. So it's that kind of thing that's okay. like oh icing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. He obviously spent a lot of time working on writing it, but um, we have seven, we literally have like 12 projects going Mm -hmm. on. We've written children's books, um, funny children's books together. I have an improv book. I do keynote speeches. I do workshops using improv. Um, 
uh, in everyday life. And really? so there's just a lot of... And we also own a theater camp with 300 kids in the summer. So it's like... Now, where's home base for, you for all this? Is it New I, York? Well, we live here. Yeah, in Brooklyn. Okay. Park Slope with all the other parents. That's right. You mentioned that. That's yeah, right. Yeah, you'll live there someday, too. I and then, no, so. I'm just kidding. I like, I like yards where my dogs yeah. can run. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a Jersey guy, so that's Yeah, why. okay, okay. That's different. Yeah. Um, and then we have a summer home in Montana where we run this camp. Okay. And that's kind of grounding, you know, so yeah. you get out of New York in the summer, which is not a bad thing. No. And we get back to... What I love about it is we get to... Here's this little kid in front of you. Yeah. They have this insecurity or this problem where there's, they don't think they're creative. Four weeks later, they're so proud of themselves. And that is such a different thing than going up all day long in front of an audience and performing. I mean, I'm trying to help the world by performing, but it's so indirect, right? Because as yeah. an artist, you're, I hate the word artist, but you, as an artist, you go, you. <laughs> you're an artist, it's okay. okay to say. As a comedian, you go out and you try to, if you're political, you try to inspire the audience to go change the world, right? Mm -hmm. And you kind of maybe never actually see an effect. Yeah. So then to go to this camp, you're like, oh my God, this little kid's just like growing and I can see it in front yeah. of me. Selfishly, it's really satisfying. So where do these kids come from? Is it They're all around? They're local, yeah. They're local kids. Yeah. And are they problem youth or are they just... Sometimes, okay. some of them. And we've got some disabilities, gotcha. but um, it's just that it's open to the whole population. And you just teach them ranching? No, no, Montana? no, improv. Oh. I'm sorry, comedy, well, theater. You said, when you did mentioned, I, what did I say? Uh, no, it's you know what? I, I, for some reason, when you mentioned Montana, right. I was just, I got the <laughs> image <laughs> of like, you're next to uh, we Ted do Oklahoma, the musical you're next all to like the Ted time. Turner's Buffalo Farm. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, you're right about that. And some of these kids are from ranching families, but no, no, we, we, we I don't make know theater geeks that. out of them. Oh, okay. And that's then good. You know, that's totally fine. I was not a theater geek. I was a stage crew guy. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. And we did a, we did a, we did a, and I joined because a girl I was dating at the time had one of the leads in, uh, what was it? It wasn't Oliver Twist. It was uh, Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> yes. She played Zytel. Oh, God. That's a classic story. <laughs> it <is> a classic. <laughs> but, so it's my Nothing sexier <laughs> than Zytel. <laughs> Nothing sexier than Zytel. But uh, it was my job to put the Fiddler on the roof. Oh, nice. <laughs> during the one or two. Oh, my God. The one or two. And during dress rehearsal. Have them sign the waiver. Uh, yeah, her name was uh, her name was her name was Becca. She oh, actually, see, she, I assumed it was a dude. Uh, I don't know. She, Terrible. Uh, My she, son would have called me out on that. Okay. <laughs> she was the fiddler. fiddler. She was the fiddler, and I remember not knowing when she was on the supposed to be on the <laughs> roof. So I put her up there probably more times than I had to during, <laughs> during dress rehearsal. And all I would hear is the director screaming, "Why is the fiddler <laughs> on the roof?" <laughs> Which is the line. Which is the line. It's the movie. They just weren't supposed to be on the roof at the time. Awesome. And she and I would just hear her screaming from outside. And I'd be yeah. in the back. I'm like, I don't know if she got up there. I, like, I wouldn't fess up to it at the all. The most existential question of all <laughs> musical theater. Yeah, she would scream it all the time. So I was a I was a stage. I always did, I always did grip crew or stage crew or something like that. And we did Oliver Twist, and I wasn't responsible for moving. Uh, <laughs> This is like this is like high school nightmare stuff, right. you know. I was responsible for uh, for moving uh, one of the uh, one of the one of the house props. Yeah, uh, he was doing it was, it was. I don't know why I remember <laughs> this, but he was singing "Who Will Buy." You know where they did the whole. I don't know if you're familiar with the Oliver I was Twist say, musical, but not in Fiddler. He didn't sing that. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm no, with you. I, I we're in Oliver up, Twist. Yep, We've I'm moved from Fiddler. We're now in yes, Oliver of Twist. Of course, I know all these songs. Um, so the, <laughs> they're doing the "Who Will Buy," and everyone's out in the street singing, and then they're like Oliver appears in a window and sings "Who Will Buy," and I had to move this whole building, <laughs> and I moved this building, and it snagged one of the chords. Uh, so like I'd like ruin the sound for the second oh, half no. of the play, and it was just like no, it's such a loveless. <laughs> um, what's the word? That's not the right word. Thankless. Thankless job. Yeah. 
It's terrible. I always do shout outs to tech people. I did a whole column for HuffPo on tech people. Yeah. But um, actually, you know, I mean, I was Anita in West Side Story in sixth grade, uh-huh. and it changed my life, not just because I got a great part, <laughs> but because my sixth grade teacher, Carolyn Coverdale, who's an amazing woman, mm-hmm. um, did a quote-unquote colorblind production. Okay. Okay, this is 19. And it's West Side Story. How does yeah. that, isn't, there, isn't that the, one of the main themes right? of West Side Story? So that was super unique thing for anyone to ever do. So... A, I was Anita, <laughs> Jew, <laughs> and my best friends were um, uh, like Josh was a jet, he's yeah. black, and you know it was the jets so, and the sharks, yeah. I mean, we talk about that to this day. Like, what? How did she get away with it and do it? And mm. this is during busing in Boston, yeah, in the late 70s right so um it was just really unique but she made us talk about it she she, what my point is is that she showed us art as activism (laughs) and you know and so we all talked about race issues for you know eight weeks of working on this show too Mm. like that was a big reason for her to do it that way so issues would come up so we talk about it yeah yeah um that's great interesting yeah and it's it's weird and, and it's and it's framed almost in a way where it's a secondary thing that you're learning. So like it doesn't exactly. it doesn't irk the administration. Exactly. You know, but like these, <laughs> you got to give credit. You got to give a lot of credit to the people who've kind of trailblazed in this type of stuff. I where know, it's just like yeah. it's like you know some of these things that you're talking about. You know, I just remember early on being introduced to or or, or just knowing that you know gay people were cool and yeah, it was just a yeah. fine thing and just, i don't know how it got put into theater. my brain it probably was because <laughs> of theater i mean I, I i mean like i never really considered myself like a theater kid but i did i did all the stage production for mm-hmm. like my junior and senior year of high school yeah. um that's but what like, soren did too. but like it, can, it gets kind of like built into you and it's just yeah. you don't even realize it and right, then all of a sudden exactly. you're just like I have, I have literally no problem with any and that's of this. why i just wish we could have amnesia for one generation you wake up and you nobody notices any of these differences well, or has any of the again problems. but <laughs> i think it goes back to access like mm-hmm. it like if yes. you have access to this stuff or, or yeah. to these or to these groups or to see people and to meet people and talk with them on yeah. a daily basis, yep. you realize they have the same problems that you have. It's yeah. it's how do I pay this? How do I get? How do I eat? How do I live <laughs> in love kids and, and, and kids? Yeah. It's all the same people have the same problems. Right. Like everyone's everyone doesn't want their kid to grow up like in a shitty place and everyone right. wants to be able to kind of live and just do what they want to do yep, so yep. i think access is a big part of it so i don't know I mean, and i just don't know how we're going to solve that with I the mean, way media is going <laughs> the real question is why is the fiddler on, on the, the roof, roof? <laughs> now there's a lot of answers to that <laughs> that's what it all comes down to it i don't know <laughs> Well, Katie, it's been awesome. It's been about an hour. We've been I we've know. been talking for about an hour, or so. hour. Yeah, we definitely very very easily could. Oh, so uh, now we have to plug shit. I know. Right? Let's let's wrap it up. Let's <laughs> plug some, let's let's plug some stuff. Uh, right. Where can people find you online? Okay, well, katiegoodman.com is just okay. everything's there. But the okay. CDs on iTunes, mm-hmm. and you just type in Katie Goodman. It's K A T I E Goodman. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. People spell it wrong. Yeah, halfway closer to death. Dead. Dead. <laughs> I just picture it's just you. You're literally wearing all leather. You got boots that like have heels on them, like this big, and you're swinging a sword. Yeah, it's pretty badass. I gotta say, Thanks. <laughs> it is. It, it very much is. So, uh, so yes. Uh, socials and are you on there? Yeah, anywhere? yeah, of course. Um, uh, at Katie Goodman on Twitter. Okay. At the Katie Goodman on Instagram, I didn't get there fast Don't you enough. Hate it when that happens, hate that. The and the worst. worst one is Facebook is Katie Goodman comedian, oh. not the cupcake chef. <laughs> There's a cupcake <laughs> or chef or the sheet cheerleader. <laughs> 
There's several, and they're um, all really, really cute and young. <laughs> uh, there's there's a couple other Matt Kleinschmidt's, and and, and I kind of really yeah. Uh, Kleinschmidt's <laughs> a very like unique kind of last name. Yeah, it's it's German meaning little smith. <laughs> um, but uh, there's a couple there's there's a couple in the Midwest, and it, and since the the days of Friendster, yeah, I found these guys and friended them <laughs> on social media. So. I've never met them, never talked to any of them. We're just friends on social media because we yep. have the same name, so I don't know. And then come see my, I'll get, yes. I'll get you free tickets, but oh. none of y'all. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Don't to um, the Soho Playhouse, April 2021-22. That's great. Uh, we'll that's put broad up a, comedy. That's and we'll put, up, we'll put up a link for all the okay. stuff on the story and whatnot, too. And you also mm. mentioned that, uh, you know, we'll, we can run a contest to give away a copy of the album, too. Yes, yes. Oh, Shall I say that or we'll put it? Uh, up? We'll put it on the website. Okay. Too. I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to inundate your text message. Okay. Uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever. I, I'm assuming text messages go into your phone. Uh, no, no, no. Oh. It's a it's a program, and then we pick one winner. But um, it just it's a way for us to get emails so we can tell you about when the new um, videos are up and stuff like that. Too. Gotcha. Very cool. Yeah. Katie Goodman, it's been total blast. Thank you so much. Thanks for fun. coming on the Laugh Button <laughs> Podcast. We'll see you later. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> And that will do it for our episode of the Laugh Button Podcast with Katie Goodman. Super interesting conversation. I want to thank Katie for coming in, taking time, sitting down, talking about everything. We're going to put a bunch of links up on the website uh, in the show notes to uh, all the stuff she talked about. We're actually going to put up a little contest information on how you can enter to win a copy of her record, which I definitely recommend you checking out. Social media, that is all our handle on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all the Laugh Button, at the Laugh Button. Uh, go to laughbutton.com for all the information. We put up a bunch of new trailers. Got a new trailer for Jim Norton special, which comes out next week. We put up the trailer for uh, the new movie Rough Night, which uh, features Alana from Broad City. It features Scarlett Johansson. It features uh, Kate McKinnon. It's got all these great comedian actress, comedic actresses doing. Uh, it's kind of a looks like a mix between like very bad things meets Broad City meets. Uh, a little bit of Porky's, a little bit of that kind of stuff, a little bit of Bridesmaids element to it, too. So that's actually really super cool. So watch that trailer. We got that up. We also uh, have the new uh, season of reviewers coming back with Andy Daly. We've got dates about the new Chris Gethard special. We have information about the new uh, the new Chris Hardwick tour, the ID10 tour. Not tour, but uh, festival he's doing called the ID10T Festival. I mean, Letterman was uh, around this week. Lennon was around this week. It was like the resurgence of the new late night guys coming back this week, just kind of talking about stuff. We have all that rundown. Pete Davidson's really heartfelt struggle with addiction was actually covered this week too we also uh covered the the new av clubs comedy festival there's 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 just so much stuff to go on on the laughbutton.com so definitely go to laughbutton.com and read it all check it out and get your digest and your daily dose follow us on the socials at the laugh button especially if you want to see what we're doing down in austin in real time we're going to have some photos up there some videos all that kind of stuff we have a lot of really great southwest southwest stuff planned for you so uh, we'll see you on the other side when we come back of austin by the time you listen to the next podcast we will have already gone to austin and done a bunch of crazy stuff from Southwest Southwest and we'll have the full recap and rundown for you guys all so we're super excited about that so uh, enjoy your uh, weekend everybody that'll do it for this episode of the Laugh Button Podcast uh, signing off talk to you soon bye <laughs>